The views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. You know, I got to tell you, I've got a big old smile on my face like pretty much all day today. I'm not quite sure why, but, I, I, you know, it's just one of those days where you wake up and you start smiling. And, you know, I was listening to a show this morning really, really early. One of our new hosts on Transformation Talk Radio, it was like a brand new show. Bam, there it was like at five o'clock in the morning Pacific time. And I was thinking to myself, how cool is this? You know, talk radio has come quite a distance. And, you know, it's because of networks like this one, like BBS Radio, like some of the other networks we're on, Voice America, KKNW, WBLQ, CRN, all of those places where the show is heard have said yes to a new genre of radio. And we are thrilled. It is a brand new, in radio terms, demographic. And let me tell you what's new about it. About 10 years ago, women left talk radio by the millions, millions, and no one really paid attention to that. Well, what has happened with that is the rising of consciousness, the level of awakening on the planet, you know, the thinking about our lives in brand new waves and understanding that when all else fails, nothing is like hope in action. And we get to look at our lives from many, many different points of view. And one of the things I love, I loved some of the books that folks have put in front of me to read. Now, I'm not saying that I was crusty, but I will tell you, I created this concept called crust busting. So when I was during this phase, having a play date with the ridiculous wasn't anything that I was going to entertain. So in order to give me a new perspective, my friends gave me the the books, The Bodies of Work by Viktor Frankl. And I will tell you that was not an easy read, but it was some of the most inspirational stories that I've ever I've ever read. You know, his story in concentration camps, his idea about a point of view that no one was going to take away from him, a perspective on life is transformative. Today I get to chat with Brenda St. Louis, who is taking a message out into the world. She is the founder of Know That You Know, creator of the Debt Into Delight Intensive. That's debt. Like That's like I owe a lot of money. Uh, that's the construct for it. It's called debt. And, she, you know, this is somebody that has been out in the forefront saying we don't have to live our lives from the place 
of scarcity, from the place of fear, from the place of the unknown. So let's have a conversation about having a play date with the ridiculous. Beyond all of that, you know, Brenda is someone that had troubles, trauma, uh, circumstances in her life that she has had to overcome. Now what she does is she helps all of us create this amazing intimacy with ourselves, our bodies, amazing ways of looking at our lives from the place of having the ridiculous show up. She is also an actor, a clown. You're going to hear a little bit of that. I actually played a little joke on her today. A speaker, (laughs) massage therapist, online coach, and much more. She's joining us here today because today is the day that you get to step out into your lives from this absolutely play date with the ridiculous. Brenda, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Hi, Dr. Pat. It's great to be here. And I love that we get to play with the ridiculous together. It's so cool. <laughs> so was I a little ridiculous with you there when I was like made that little joke about, hey, yes, so I was much. like, um, uh, <laughs> it's like, I'm Brenda. It's like she doesn't even remember my name. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. Thank you for joining me here today. Um, I, I want to start off by talking about what does it mean to say to the world, everybody out there listening, people that are listening live, people that are going to be listening down the road, people that are going to be downloading this into their iPod. What does it mean to say, are you ready for it? I am a clown. (laughs) Every single time I say it, people go, what? It's like a little head twist. (laughs) And I think it's really cool that our title for today is The Playdate with the Ridiculous because Ridiculous is actually being an energy that people can laugh at. It's about being absurd. It's about being preposterous. And it's actually the definition of it is to be laughable. And that's really what a clown is about. A clown kind of plays with the energy that we make as so serious and so significant in our life. And we play it so that we can laugh at it. Because, you know, the biggest joke on planet Earth is you. And if you can't laugh at it, you're missing the biggest joke. You know, and we are so funny in the things that we do in our lives, but we somehow are trying to keep it all together so that no one sees how ridiculous we truly are. And when you can actually be willing to be laughed at and not go into the wrongness of you, then you have total and absolute freedom in your life. And that's the energy that I like to play with, is your willingness to see the ridiculous in you. I love this. I love this because, you know, what we're talking about is allowing ourselves to step up and be children again. You know, and what I mean by that is I was, uh, well, not for everybody, but certainly I know that when I was a kid, I just loved to, to show up and be me, to laugh, to have fun, you know, to live a little bit on the wild side. Uh, I remember one time, and maybe you can talk to this a little bit. I, I remember one time when I was in my corporate world job, I got to bring in, or at least I got to be with some folks that, you know, we now know as shakers and movers. Gloria Steinem was one of those people. And I remember, you know, my friend Linda, who is now my producer, had scheduled Gloria to come in and gave me one of the seats for lunch. And I remember sitting there across from this this woman that 
you know, most of us didn't really understand, but knew that she was up to something. And the one thing she said to us, Brenda, was, I want you to each and every day do something outrageous. Every day. And we all looked at her and said, yeah, dang, man, that's easy. I can do that. Yeah. I don't think many of us actually did it. And I wanted to ask you about this, this idea of the ridiculous. Is it a stretch for us? I think there's a lot of fear in what that means. And that's why I like to play with having some tools in being ridiculous. You know, it's easy to just tell someone, oh, just go do something ridiculous. And people are like, I haven't been ridiculous since I've been four. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I'll often say to people that you're, uh, when you're a kid, your mind is really flexible. And that's why it's so easy for kids to pick up languages. It's so easy for kids to create ideas and imaginary lands and everything. But when you when you start to get older, what you do is you build these safety, rigid, control mechanism so that you fit in and that what that does is it makes your mind very rigid and it's really hard to do something differently when you have a rigid mind like a flexible mind works really differently than a rigid a rigid one and one of the most powerful things to create more flexibility in your body and in your mind and your creativity is through pleasure you know, the pleasure that accompanies our mirth makes change and learning easier. It creates a climate of discovery when you're laughing and you're playful with it. And, you know, so being outrageous is like, well, what is it? Like to one person, it's farting in a yoga class out loud. And another person, it could be wearing a hat. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's different for everyone. But it's that place where you stretch yourself into a place that you're not so comfortable sometimes. And why I talk a lot about being in a clown school is because it develops this muscle, I would have to say, of being ridiculous or being outrageous. And um, we'll talk about in clown school about having a ringmaster. So your ringmaster is that energy and that awareness that allows you to be present in it. You know, some people have a very rigid ringmaster. Right. You want to loosen it. Right. And then some people have a really loose one where you want to kind of actually create more awareness in it. Well, you know, this is really why I want to talk to you, because when you hear the term ringmaster and, you know, I, I was one of those kids that got to go to the circus when I was young, you know, that got to be around, uh, you know, kind of fun things. But that was always for those people. Right. You know, it was always for those folks out there that are the talent. Those are the people that you go that are under the big top. Those are the people that do those really cool things. We rarely look at ourselves as being able to be a ringmaster. How did you discover that for yourself? Well, I love circus, too, and it was always an exploration, and I didn't (laughs) have the physicality in my body. And I'd see these people do these awesome, amazing things, and I was the same as you're talking about. It's like those people have those talents and abilities, and, I ne- and it was always about being entertained by them. And then I realized that what I had created before, well, the reason why I cho- chose to go to clown school was because I had been really sad. I had ended a long relationship. My heart mm-hmm. was broken, and I... Mm-hmm. I, did, I forgot to laugh. Like, I didn't know what it was like to laugh. And I was just like, 
I want to laugh. I just want to be silly. I don't want to have to, like, he- wait, do this heavy job and this life. And I just want to have fun. I'm done with it. So I joined clown school, which was a really intensive three months at first. And what happened is I realized that I'm the circus. Like, we all have the circus within us. I call it the circus of consciousness. <laughs> you know, and when we can start to play with the the different artistries that we already have in us innately and start to create an awareness and a teasing of the brilliance and the creativity that's within us, what I realized is when I started playing with the elements of being a clown and just even the sad, broken heart feeling that I had, I put that mask on and I walked it and I stretched it. I was like wailing, like pretending to wail and cry. And we were doing it in this group of people that were so not judgmental and they just were so willing to actually see this as fuel for creativity to create more delight in people. And actually the Debt into Delight course that I created actually was birthed initially out of clown school and it was an originally when it first came out it was called the wealthy clown wasn't debt into the light <laughs> <laughs> well you know this i love this conversation with you for a couple of reasons i should have called you when my 14-year relationship ended you know what i'm saying clown school would have been perfect it would, <laughs> it would have definitely i would have never thought to do that you know but the, the Okay, so maybe I'll use myself as a little example. I'm certainly not talking about any of the listeners right now. You know what I mean? Uh, There's a part of us that when our hearts are broken, let's just stay there for a minute because I think our hearts break at a lot of different points in time. It's interesting language that I'm picking. But when our hearts break and break open, you know, it's kind of like – I don't know. Let me wallow around in this for a while. Let me see if I can build up an army of people that want to support me in the wallowing. And I'll tell you, you know, that's the, you can get a, you can get quite a few people to join your little army around this. What is it about that that serves us or not? Well, I think it's actually a more acceptable emotion in this reality. Mm-hmm. Misery loves company, as you yeah. say, you know, yes. and really what happens is when people are miserable and they attract other people are miserable, then it doesn't make them feel as, as miserable, but really it doesn't. It exponentializes things, but I just want to swing it in an interesting direction when you bring right. that, because you know when you have your heart broken, as, as we say, it, yeah, yeah, it actually yeah. breaks you open to receiving more in a lot yeah. of ways, and you get a choice. You can receive the misery of this planet and align and agree with it, or you can just receive more awareness of what is, what's showing up. And in when you're doing any kind of work with delight and clowning and play and, and investigation that way, we'll talk about the swing. You want to play with the swing so you can have the swing all the way to your sadness. And then mm-hmm. you can swing all the way up to your delight and your mirth. And really, if you just, like, think about it in as if you're on, like, a, a pirate ship and you're swinging back and forth, when you can swing all the way to your the top of your sadness and then you swing all the way down and up to the top of your mirth and you keep creating that flexibility and not stay put in any of it, eventually you're going to swing full circle all the way around. Have you ever had those moments where you're crying so hard and then all of a sudden you're laughing? Yeah. 
and how yeah. much of a release happens in your body with that. Yeah. Or yeah, you're I mean, laughing so hard you start to cry. It's like then you have the full swing, and it's really the 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 beauty of being in these human bodies. I know we can talk about consciousness and having awareness and and energy and everything, but there's so much fodder of brilliance and creativity and insight in all those swings if you don't get stuck in them. Mm. And the problem with a lot of people is they start identifying with their emotion as who they are rather than wearing it as a mask and just playing it like a clown would. They become it, and then you get stuck in it. And that's when the ringmaster goes away because you are the clown of misery. You're not everything. Because as infinite beings, we're everything. So why not use all of it to our advantage? My clown teacher said, be shamelessly opportunistic. Every single thing that comes into your life, use it as material to expand your life. And I love that. And I use everything to create more, whether it's from blogging or writing or facilitating or workshops or, or just making someone laugh in a class. I love this conversation because, you know, when we laugh, boy, we can really laugh. When we cry, we can really cry. I mean, I'm talking about us as human beings, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we we can probably, I don't know, I used to think my dog was laughing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I did. I would be like, oh, look at him. He's smiling. Oh, now that was a little laugh. I don't know if he's laughing or not. But we know we as human beings, we have the capacity to go from one end of the spectrum to another. And, you know, part of this is the realization that I think you just touched upon, and I would love for you to talk a little bit about how we get there. And what you mentioned was, I mean, you mentioned that we could do this. You went to clown school. It it sounded like you decided, I am so done with whatever it is you were going through over the breakup. I lost every, I lost, honestly, I've been fired from every job I've ever had, but the last one was the long job, 25 years. And it broke my heart in a way. But had I still been there and stayed there, I wouldn't be here with you right now, Brenda. Mm-hmm. It, it, we wouldn't be having this conversation uh, unless, I don't know, something else would have happened. What is it that you've learned from saying yes to this journey that allows us to laugh our way through the tears to find that next opening in our lives? Well, it's exactly what you said, saying yes to this journey. I mean, there are two types of people in the world. My sister calls them, I've met three yes-anders. (laughs) People that say yes and yes, and then they add something to it. She calls them yes-anders. And then there's the (laughs) no-butters. The no-butters say, no, I can't do that, but I I would much rather do this. Like, you know, but when you are given something in this reality and you say, you receive it and you say yes and what else? Yes, and what else? Like if someone's giving you misery, you lose your job, you go, wow, cool, thanks, yes, and what else? When you say no and but, you stop the energy in your universe. So you never actually expand it even more. It's like being the being willing to um, be vulnerable. You know, I, there's so many places where brilliant, brilliant people on this planet talk about how your willingness to pull down your barriers is your greatest gift. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, when you can pull down all the barriers that don't allow you to have the brilliance of you, then everything is possible. And the thing that changes things so dynamically and so fast is not figuring it out and trying to understand what happened so that you don't do it again. It's laugh at it and play with it and change. You know, it's the biggest thing that you can tra- can put all your all your eggs in one basket is that change is going to happen. You know, it happens. One of the things that, you know, I, I was really struck by, and I have to tell you something. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if you remember the details of the last show that you did with me. It was the day, one of my daytime shows. Yeah. Um, but you, we were talking about judgment in that show. I don't know if you recall that or not. Yeah, um, I do, but I, I yeah. don't know what stuck with you. I'm curious. Well, it, it not only did it stick with me, but we got more calls about what you said during during that show, and I got personal emails asking for that archive because people could, you know, they didn't remember everything about it. Um, but one person in particular uh, contacted us to say that what you shared about judgment completely changed her life it changed her relationship with her husband it changed her relationship with herself it changed her relationship with writing her book and not writing her book and and i and i had to mention that and thank you for that Uh, yeah it's it was enormous it was enormous and and i wanted to touch upon this today in the context of what we're talking about with a play date with the ridiculous because it's very difficult to really step into that. And this is what all these folks were saying about the last time you were on the show. It was like, OMG, why hasn't anybody in the human potential field explained this the way she explained it? And so I, I really wanted you to talk about this a little bit because uh, having a play date with anything is almost close to impossible, if not impossible, if we are judging every nanosecond of who we are, who we're not, who we want to be, and by the way, who you are or you're not. Mm -hmm. Well, Pat, I'm so, like, that, oh, my God, I, I, like, my tears, I have tears in my eyes just knowing, just being aware that that impacted people because it did. It is one of the three little jewels that no one ever tells you. Right. And, Judgment is probably the biggest addiction on this planet. Mm. And so I have been investigating so many different ways of, of um, infusing the judgment that is here with allowance. Because rather than saying, I don't want to judge, I don't want to judge, I don't want to judge, recognize that it's there, right? We judge, but we make the judgment more real than us. Mm. And that's why... I do the play date stuff because in my experience, I work with people with debt and there's so much judgment with money and stuff like that in their universe. And the thing that kind of shakes up the molecules of judgment is when you can start to laugh at it and have the light. It's like then you get to be in gratitude and then those elements come in and then judgment kind of just falls away. So what I've been doing, I know I can say to on blue in the face that nothing can come into your universe that doesn't match your judgment. Yeah, 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 but how do I get rid of my judgment? Okay, be grateful. Write things down that are grateful, and then you go back into judgment. So it's like this constant spiral of being pulled into the density of judgment. 
So what I've started to play with to see, well, it's been my experience that it works in my universe and a lot of other people's universe, and it would be great to see what happens and what the feedback other people have, is that when you wear the mask of judgment and you don't become it, okay, because when you can see you're being judgy and you, you see yourself being judgy and you don't judge how judgy you are, then you can be a little in front, a little behind it, a little in front of it, and watch the judginess go on. And then you have this development that goes on behind it, and I call that the ringmaster, where your ringmaster is watching the judgment, and your ringmaster tells your clown, your little child, the one that knows how to play, to go play that mask of judgment. So you're like, oh, you are fat, or oh, this is really <laughs> bumpy, terrible legs you have, and... Oh, oh, I wonder if we can stretch this skin so that it'll go bigger. Oh, look at this big belly in the, in the mirror. Like, you know, I mean, I know it sounds re- funny and ridiculous, but you don't, I, you I don't think yourself. so. I think you were in my bathroom with me this morning. That's what I think. Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I would do that. Like, I'd be with friends and I'd, I'd be, I'd be touching my thighs and I'd be like, oh, look at these thighs. And they go, oh, don't judge your thighs. They're beautiful. And I'm like, but I am judging my thighs. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's bad to judge my thighs, so I won't do it in public. I'll do it when no one else is watching, which just puts that secret place in, and then that gets, still gets influence on your body rather than going, ooh, look at these big fat thighs. I wonder what they can do to contribute to me. And then you can actually play with the judgment and not have it be the, the leader in your life because then you can take that mask off and put the mask on of like the, the the warrior princess that likes to, to to jump over walls and land on horses and go fight in the jungle. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have your other mask that you can play with that is not inhibited by the judgment mask. Like you know, like we have so many archetypes or whatever we can play with and create different things. And my one of the underlining things that I love to play with is what do you know that no one else knows? Uh, and what would it take for us to bring it to the surface so that everyone else has access to it? And the best way that I've discovered to do that is to play. And using it and harnessing it so that we can actually start to kind of put down those ideas that and, and create those ideas that are say, sitting way behind all the judgment in your universe that can't come forward because you've made judgment more real than you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you're talking about is, and we we touched upon this a little bit ago, Uh, for those of you just tuning in, for those of you listening, uh, Brenda St. Louis joining me here today, you know, what a fabulous conversation we're having. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Brenda about how we actually craft and carve and step into this absolutely state this play date with the ridiculous. What does this mean? What is it in our lives right now that's just waiting, waiting to get a little salt and pepper poured on it so we could just yummy it all up? KnowThatYouKnow.com is Brenda's website. KnowThatYouKnow.com. When we come back from break, we have something special that Brenda has prepared for everyone out there. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what the relationship is between playing and being. 
How can we create the gobs and gobs and gobs of things that we truly desire in this life? And can we do it without judgment? How can we become opportunistic every day? Let's take a short break. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We'll be right back with the show. Tune in each Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern for the hit show, Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. Spark your spirit and ignite your soul with spiritual conversation and enlightening guests that will help you get clear and catapult you into action. You'll meet metaphysical movers and shakers, intuitives, spiritual visionaries, and more. Want an on-air reading? Karen's down-to-earth style and lively curiosity delivers the compassionate, no-nonsense, intuitive advice that's become her trademark. Visit FogCityPsychic.com and book your reading today. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern for Blue Heron Wisdom Radio with Laura Longley, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Check out Blue Heron Wisdom Radio with Laura Longley on ttrnetwork.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Experience every day fully energized and vitalized, infused with the essence of gratitude. Our decorative electrostatic labels do just that. They are compact and easy to carry everywhere you go. Peel off the back, place it on any glass surface such as your drinking glasses, your home and office windows, or even your car windows. Visit our shop at explorationgratitude.com. And when you pick four kits of electrostatic essence of gratitude labels, you'll receive one kit free. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Have you ever considered what money and sex have in common? Brenda St. Louis, founder of Know That You Know, explores the energies of debt, money, sex, and our bodies. In her four-week intensive, Debt Into Delight, Getting Intimate With Your Digits, she tickles all those places we don't want to look at, infusing everything with exuberance. Would you be willing to have more money? Would you be willing to have more of you? Explore more of Brenda St. Louis at knowthatyouknow.com. Hey, 
everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go ahead and check us out at the drpatshow.com. Brenda St. Louis joining me here today. And if you want to find out more about her, you can go to her website, knowthatyouknow.com, and you're going to be able to find a lot of really cool information there. Uh, first of all, you'll be able to find out about Debt into Delight and You'll also be able to find out about gobs of gratitude, play dates, and much more. Um, you know, Brenda, before we continue, I would like to take a moment um, for you to um, explain to our listeners about the play dates uh, with the ridiculous, about the telecall that's on the 20th and so forth. Can you just let folks know what's available to them? Absolutely. Well, what I'm creating is a six-series play dates, which are going to be after the 20th, but you'll get a good taste of what is in store for the six play dates with the free telecall on the 20th. And what I'm doing is I'm creating an arena that we can actually start to play, and not just play, but you can have a bit of form and structure of what that can look like. It could be all kinds of different exercises that you can do in the comfort of your own home during the call. And what I'm going to do is actually institute a place where we can capture the creativity that comes out of it, you know, whether it's like a resonance in your body. You know, a lot of times we'll work on focusing on resonance because it's in that resonance that you get your inspiration. It's where you get your, it's those ideas that, you, that are so fleeting sometimes. So I wanted to create a platform so that you can actually collect them and see what bursts in them with no expectations around that. And over the six weeks of the teleseries, I'm going to have different guests come in that are going to be doing different exercises that they're incredibly skilled at and walking you through that. And there's, it's usually about a 45-minute exercise, and then we do question and answers. We have some resonance. We have some ways that we can write things down and play with that. So the, my desire for this was actually for you to capture the elements and the energies that you know that no one else knows that's uniquely creative to you. And what it can do is can infuse into your business, into your life, into your relationship, into your parenting, into your art, whatever you desire it to influence. So that's you know, my, that's part of what the play dates with the ridiculous are about. Well, let's talk about this for a minute in the contents of some of the questions that I ask you before the break. And that is this opportunity, this place that we're at um, to help us change. There's also a free giveaway that you put together for us as well, um, talking about vulnerability with, with money. Uh, you know, we have, I had, I had someone talk with me and, and Brenda, let me just, let's just start at this place. I had someone speak with me and what she said was, she said, you know, I've been through tough times in my life, but I never thought that I would be through tough times with my children and my family. And she said, you know, we never really counted on the economic situation that many of us have gone through. Um, we planned for our lives. We saved for our lives. And now it's hard for me to explain to my children what's happened. And what she was talking about was a new level of shame that she didn't know what to do with. You know, she didn't know how to talk about, you know, the fact that according to everything that you're supposed to learn in, you know, that school that we go to and we're supposed to learn it, work hard, save your money, do all this stuff, and you're going to be okay, right? Mm-hmm. She, did, she said, I did all those things according to 
the laws, the rules. And she said, I don't understand my life anymore. I'm so embarrassed. I live in shame every day. I don't think she's alone. And I wanted you to talk about that a little bit. Well, shame is such an interesting energy. Mm. You know, and I mean, I listened to a fabulous woman, Bren Brown. I don't know if you've heard of her. She did a whole, she did tons of research about shame. And what she discovered is those people that experience shame, underlying all of it is that they don't have a lot of worth. They don't feel like they're worthy. They don't feel like they deserve. And if you create your life with going into getting a good education, that makes you worthy. Um, Hard work makes you worthy. And uh, all of those external things that you do that are supposedly the fabric of your worth in this reality. And when those things don't work, of course you're going to feel ashamed because your worth is gone. But when you actually start to tickle the energy of who you are as an infinite being and recognize that would an infinite being ever feel unworthy? Mm. You know, and when you start to awaken that place of knowing that you are phenomenal, amazing, fantastic, and brilliant, it's not just words, but you feel it in every cell of your body, there's no space for shame. Shame will just disappear. And it's like being in uh, the difficulty that create money creates, because money in this reality defines people's worth. When you have money, you're worthy. When you don't have money, you're not worthy. So, of course, shame would erupt in that instance. And when you start to actually, when you talk to people that never, ever experience shame, even if they're in the pits of despair, they don't have their worth tied to money, success, to job, to education. Their worth is in a different space. So they don't experience shame in that same degree, or at all, really. You know, one of the things that was really interesting is, you know, taking the journey and discovering, you know, what my life uh, was going to be about once I discovered exactly what you're talking about, this idea that, you know, there is a benevolence, uh, an energy, a higher power, whatever one wants to call it in the world, and discovering that at a really personal level um, is extremely important for folks. The separation between that seems to be what causes so much pain. And I wanted to ask you, um, when we take a look at the ridiculous um, in our lives and creating that play date and, and doing some of the things you're talking about, it does create a different vibration. What is your idea, recommendation, or tool or tip to help people pick themselves up in a nanosecond? Because I think we all want to do what you, you did, but I, I, I don't think I can go to, school, go to clown school right now. Okay. Uh, but that would have been a brilliant thing for me to do a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I still, though, want to pick myself up some days, and I don't think I'm alone. What well, can you share with us? Before I actually give 
a little insight into that. I do want to mm-hmm. acknowledge that when you start to choose, whether it's to pl- come play on the play date mm-hmm. or actually actually allow yourself to be ridiculous, it's a courageous choice. You have to get that you are incredibly courageous to make that choice. And that doesn't mean fearless because when, I mean, fear isn't real. It's something that we create that stops us. It's not real, but we create big stories around why we're afraid and what we're afraid of and all that stuff. But on bottom line, it's, it's just a fabrication. But regardless, we create it as something that's real. So when we use fear to stop us, then we become the effect of it. But when you courageously go to the place in the space that you know would create more in your life, that is, it's not fearless. It's courageous. So when you actually allow yourself to be that, one of the things that um, I invite people to tap into is to tap into the energy. Okay, if I choose this, will this expand my life? And don't do it in in a cerebral, cognitive way. Just tap into your body and say, okay, so if I choose this, will I have more of me or less of me? Mm. And that's a great space to choose things. And mm. not from I'm afraid or I can't or anything. Don't even go there. Just ask that question. And then be the courage that's required to choose it. And if you don't choose it, don't judge yourself. Just go, okay, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this space of just knowing that you know. Because you know everything. No one knows anything. I am never going to tell you anything about you. I'm just going to ask you questions so that you know that you know. Because you're so much more brilliant about who you are than I am. Because I don't know you. You do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, when you are in the pits of despair, your question was, what do you do to pull up your bootstraps and move out of it? I mean, a lot of people will say, oh, they put a comedy on and they laugh or they do this. But my thing is move your body. It's a big one. It's the biggest one. Go for a walk. Go for a jog. Do something. Move your body. Get the molecules in your body moving. And then and then start to infuse something funny into your life, something ridiculous. And, I mean, sometimes, like, I've had depressed people that come in, and they're just, they're like, there's nothing funny about anything. Right. And I had this guy in my elevator. He's my, my uh, building manager, and he comes into the elevator, and um, I say, hey, how you doing? How's your day? And he's like, what are you happy about? There's nothing to be happy about. And I said, so I said to him, I said, yeah, and I would never want to take your misery away. You're absolutely enjoying it. And he looked at me and he started laughing. He goes, I am. <laughs> and I mean, I knew he could receive that. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say that to anyone. You have to know what people can receive. But acknowledging the misery for what it is and not having to infuse it by saying, don't be so upset. It doesn't acknowledge what is, you know, and what, what humor can you infuse into things that are absolutely heavy in your life? I know it sounds... Uh, No, it's not. I mean, because, uh, you know, one of the things, and I mentioned this earlier in the show, you know, when I was, you know, pretty crusty, going through some really crusty times, 
And I even just, I, I'll tell you, I sat down and I created the concept called crust busting because I was so heavy. I felt so heavy in my life. That was the only way that I could describe it. It was a point in time where I thought, wow, I don't think I'm ever going to get off the couch. I'm never going to get off the couch. And, 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 you know, when I think about this now and I think about the, you know, what we get to choose right now in this world, and let's talk about choose because I want to get back to the ringmaster and and I want to talk a a little bit about you know how we perceive the kind of ringmaster we are and how we can figure out where we want to take that what we want that to mean in our lives especially in the context of, of 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 having a play date with ridiculous and actually having that play date with ourselves ridiculously as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a lot of the, I, it was interesting because I was thinking that it would be really interesting to do an interview called massaging the willingness. Oh, that's good. Because that's really what this is all about. You know, yeah, for is. those people that have a difficult time playing, it's about massaging your willingness. You know, it's warming up your willingness to play because you can't. Just, you, oftentimes, it's almost impossible to just jump in. It, it just it doesn't. It's not. It's not part of who you be in these ten seconds in this vibration. So you want to actually warm up your willingness. So there's a lot of exercises that we do that warm up your willingness to play. Mm-hmm. And you know, those are the 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 places where we get to realize what a ringmaster is really like. Like, have you ever met those people that have everything in a row? Everything, don't be silly. They'll say, don't be silly. Stop fidgeting. Sit still. Right. They They have a really strong ringmaster. It's so rigid. It's very, there's no, there's no clown in there. Or the clown that's in there hasn't had much time to play or stretch out. Right. So they're very serious. They're very. They have a really strong, rigid ringmaster. Yes, yeah, so I really... bet they're probably the firstborn too in a family. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have to take control. They have to take responsibility a lot. Yes, they do. And this is when we start to stretch the ringmaster. You know, and that's when you're warming up your willingness. And you have to be willing. You can't make anyone do anything that they don't want to do. So that's like a really. That's when you get to realize how rigid your ringmaster is. And then you can also meet the other people that have a really loose kind of ringmaster where you kind of have to rein them in a bit. Those are the people that just are playful. They're completely unaware. They usually injure their body when they're playing all the time. Um, sometimes they'll go to, this, they'll, they'll go to the, the, the insanity of how silly they can be, and it's like they almost seem to have a psychotic break because they have no kind of um, ringmaster that pays attention. Right. You know, they might be the the, the kid that, that, I don't know, I, mean, I don't know if it's the last born or I don't <laughs> like to put any, like, expectations on what that looks like for anyone because it can be anyone. Oh, yeah, it you know? can be, but, you know, I'm a middle child, so I think it's us. Yeah. Oh, I'm a middle <laughs> child too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're the folks that feel like we're in a sang we're, we're in a sandwich with bread that's a little bit stale. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and we do the wild stuff so that people pay attention to us. 
Yeah, because after you've pretty much worn your older sister's um, clothes from 10 years ago, you're kind of feeling like, wow, I think I either go with ridiculous or I'm going to die here. (laughs) (laughs) But when you are that kind of like crazy, out of the box, like having no sense of who you be because you're just being outrageous all the time, then it's really hard to um, be present in your brilliance. It's like your brilliance happens. Like you'll get these artists that create all this stuff and then they become alcoholics and they just don't have anything, right? They don't record, they don't move forward, they don't, like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of energy. Yeah, That's when your ringmaster is so not developed at all. It's too loose. So this is really about getting acquainted uh, with your ringmaster. Yeah, what I hear you saying is we really need to find out, you know, where that ringmaster is that's going to enable us, empower us, and help us create, you know, truly beautiful, magnificent lives. I mean, you know, that's kind of the part that we started to talk about earlier is how do you become, you know, that ringmaster without judging yourself to be that ringmaster that you don't want to be? You know what I'm saying? Well, it's really just not trying to be anything, just being aware of what is. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what else? You know, like I recognize that I had a very controlled silliness. You know, when I was in clown school, you get people doing all these silly things, and I was like, I was pretending to be silly. I actually wasn't playing. I was pretending to play. Because I could do the play, and I could be ridiculous, and I had no problem people laughing at me and all that stuff. But my ringmaster wasn't like, my ringmaster was in the front. My ringmaster was playing. Like I was in charge of the play. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I do. So it was like I had to like take my ringmaster and put it in the background so that this little being could actually play and have fun. Not play and say, oh, who's watching me? You know, do something silly and, oh, did someone laugh at me? Like, you know what I mean? Not be and be that person that needed to be watched, but actually have that joy and that delight of playing with clay and just seeing what happened with it. You know, so like I never knew that. I thought I was like this funny, playful, awesome being. And I was like, hmm, I'm not. I'm actually way more controlling than I thought I was. (laughs) I love when we discover that about ourselves because it's like this little imposter, Mm-hmm. You, you know, I totally get it. I mean, for for years when I first started to do the radio, and this is really what the listeners kind of were talking about the last time you were on the show. It was, you know, I, and I actually joked about it. I did a follow-up on it. And, you know, I said, you know, when I first started doing radio, I was trying to be what I thought I was supposed to be. And what I shared with them was that, you know what, I just show up now. I show up compassionately, authentically, and honestly. You know, am I the best radio whatever host on the planet? I don't know, and I'm not sure that I really am interested in knowing. But, boy, what you're talking about, the minute that we experience this, the minute that we let our imposters go in whatever area it's, it, it is that we're talking about, it's a whole new freedom, Brenda. And, you know, your work is so important, especially around debt. 
you know, I mean, imagine people going through the rest of their lives with that level of shame just around money. Yeah. I can't, I, I so feel for people right now. I mean, how do we help folks? I mean, how do we move beyond what has become to be, at least in the United States, in this country, a collective shame? You know, you get Susie Orman on television saying, oh, my gosh, you people are, she actually said this, something like, she said, you people are so stupid spending your life savings just to save your house. And I thought, wait a minute, what did she just say? Hmm. Yeah. That's one way of pushing someone even deeper into their corner. I'm thinking, you know, I'm not like running out getting the Susie Orman tapes. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I want to ask you as we we wind down here in the show, uh, first of all, let me thank you so much for joining me. I would love to ask you uh, about what we could learn, what we could do besides everything else you've talked about, and there's a lot in, in this conversation today, about how to step in to that level of flexibility that you've talked about because I, I don't I, I'm probably like you I'm probably somewhere like on the other end of the ridiculous ringmaster not so much with the boundaries or the controlling part but boy I just want to feel every day that I show up that I'm showing up as me isn't that our journey yeah it's the hardest thing to do I'm telling you well I mean and it's constantly being curious Always mm-hmm. being curious, never believing that you've gotten it right, and never believing that you're wrong. You know, it's never arriving. It's always creating more. You know, being willing to be flexible is not this. It's not something you learn. It's something that you are. We just have to unlearn all the rigidity that we've instituted all over everything. Mm-hmm. And as we shake up all the molecules in your body with all kinds of the things that I work with, and there's probably tons of leaders and teachers and on this planet that also do this, but really it's truly your willingness to have more of you. Simple. I know it may not be easy, but it's simple. It's just a willingness. You know, and there's like little beautiful sparks that happen every day in your life, and you just need to pay attention to them and fan them and nurture them and allow them to become a flame. You know, and if you can't even recognize that the spark is there, that's what this is about. This is about me and us and all of us playing together to start paying attention and nurturing this little spark so that they can become roaring fires of total delight. You know, so it's just real willingness. No one does it perfectly. And it's not about being perfect. It's really about being ridiculous, being absolutely ridiculous and absurd. Because in the absurdity, you will create way more sparks than in the rigidity. Oh, what a great way to end the show. Brenda, thank you so much. Would you take a moment and please give out your website and also let folks know about how they can uh, register for, uh, you know, the play date. Yes, absolutely. And as Dr. Pat said earlier, it's www.knowthatyouknow.com. And if you want to register for the play date, you can do knowthatyouknow.com forward slash play date. 
And then you'll get into my my newsletter, and you'll you'll actually have more access to what I'm creating. Peruse my site. There's videos and audios that you can listen to, and that's knowthatyouknow.com. And for all of you Dr. Pat listeners, I um, have a page where you can go to knowthatyouknow.com forward slash the Dr. Pat Show, and you'll get a download of um, Vulnerability with Money, which is an amazing class of watching up to eight different people actually opening to the vulnerability with money and tons of tools and processes. So check it out and uh, send me an email. I'd love to hear what you think. And I'm Brenda at knowthatyouknow.com if you want to email me. And uh, I just love being able to play in this format with you guys. So thank you so much for all of you listening. I love it. Brenda, I have one last question for you. It's a quickie. What are you going to be for Halloween? I'm going to be the big bad wolf. <laughs> oh, that is very, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning us in, turning us on. Brenda St. Louis, everyone's. And, and, you know, have some fun this Halloween. Come on. Take a walk on the ridiculous side. We'll see you <laughs> next time on the Dr. Pat Show. <laughs> Listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour.